the homily for the 19th Sunday after Pentecost, on the power of prayer and the rosary. My dear friends in Christ, I'd like to tell you a little story about how the topic for this sermon was chosen. I had written a sermon on hell for this weekend, and for some reason it seemed to me I wasn't sure if that was what God wanted me to preach about. So I went to the little children in one of our classrooms and I asked them, what should I preach about this Sunday? Hell or the rosary? And they all instantly started shouting, the rosary, the rosary. There was one uh, grim subject who said, I would like to hear one in hell. And he was the only one raising his hand. So it seems like, you know, through the mouth of the innocent, our Lord procure, gives his praise. And so that's not a verbatim quote, by the way. But so I have to make a sermon on the rosary now. So allow me today to speak about this, about the power of prayer and the rosary. But first, before we speak about this, we need to recognize the terrible times that we're living in. Because in order to pray fervently, we need to know, we need to acknowledge that we need the help from God. Let's begin by looking at the danger that we have of falling into sin. Who will deny that we're surrounded spiritually on all sides by enemies who seek our perdition? Wherever we turn, there is an occasion of sin. Who among us doesn't have friends and relatives who oppose our morals, our faith, who it seems will not rest until we abandon them? I mean, until we abandon our morals and our faith. What happens if we turn to the world? Look at the schools and how they're raising the future generations. All of these children are being raised, educated, with hatred of faith, hatred of morality, even hatred of truth. Every movie, almost every movie, promotes principles that hate Christianity. Every song, almost every song, advocates for the corruption of society, for the destruction of the family. What happens if we look at our politics? Here, at least in America, our country is overrun and has been taken by communist forces and politicians, obedient to the corrupt and tyrannical governments of communist powers overseas. You have to be blind not to see the concerted efforts to bring this country down to its collapse. That might be attempted morally, it may be attempted through the means of war, it is being attempted through bad policies. Now is this due to one single man being in power? It would be delusional to think that this is the fruit of the stupidity of one man, or even of the stupidity of one party. No, these are the efforts of enemy powers, working within the political system in America to bring the country down. And what happens if we look at the church? And by the church I mean the establishment church, what people call the Catholic Church. You see deception and confusion reigning everywhere, everywhere but in those that have found the truth. And these are few. The worst punishment of all this is to have division and confusion in the church to undergo what we are going through, a silent and moral persecution that seeks 
and has succeeded in part to destroy Catholicism in every corner of the earth. Now, my dear friends, is this not enough to prompt us to pray? But I know as I read all these things, or as I say them, you might still think, this is Father being too gloomy. None of this really touches me. I still go to my house, I still turn on the TV, I still go and buy my food, I still have my car. You might think that all this does not concern you, that you are not to be worried. But this is not so. We run the risk of being deceived by the comfort of our daily lives. The things we buy in stores, the ease we have to procure entertainment, everything is given to us in our hand and we live more comfortably than any other generation in history has lived, but we are not exempt of suffering. We are not exempt of God's justice. Any more than the Romans were, the Romans who saw their cities burn. They were not exempt because they lived decadently. Now, of course, I don't accuse you of these things, but I speak in general terms of our society, we are not exempt of being punished. And our sins, no doubt, have reached the point where punishment is due and only bound to come. It is not exaggerated to think that we are close to suffering the consequences of our sins as a country. Why wouldn't we? The generations in the 1920s suffered crisis, recession, starvation here in America. Why wouldn't we? The generations in the 1910s and the 1940s suffered war overseas, loss of family members, the collapse of the family because of war. Why wouldn't we? Other countries have been devastated and crushed under the tyranny of communist leaders, people killed by the millions. Why wouldn't we? What sets us aside? There is no reason why God would not punish us. There is no reason, I say, but I'll correct myself. There is no reason but one. And this reason is our Blessed Mother, whom we see here in this weekend, standing in the shrine that we have erected to her here in the church. Our only hope of salvation is prayer. Our salvation is in Christ indeed, but our way to Christ, my dear friends, can only be now through our Blessed Mother. It is to her that we must go in these times, for many reasons. And the best way to go to her, the best way to show our devotion to her, the best way to give her the tools that she needs to help us, the pretext to, to obtain for us a mercy from God that we don't deserve, is by praying the rosary. This is our salvation, the shield against all the evils I just mentioned, the antidote to all these poisons, the bombshells that will stop the enemies of our country, of our religion and civilization, to pray the rosary. But I will say more, even the rosary must be accompanied with something else, and that is the conversion of our lives. It does not suffice that we pray the rosary if we lead wicked lives. We will not appease the wrath of God if at the same time that we kiss the feet of the Virgin Mary by praying the rosary, we also kiss the devil by committing sin. My dear friends, if we are to call upon the mercy of God, if we are to avert his punishment, if we are to counteract the avalanche of sin, of insult, of rebellion against the Most Holy Trinity of our current world, 
we ought to have a true change of life. Our rosaries must come accompanied with purity, with dutifulness, with abandoning the entertainments of the world, the YouTube, the Netflix, the TV shows and the movies. Our rosaries must come accompanied with us living in a peaceful environment where the world has no more entrance in our house, where we set ourselves apart from the world and where our time is spent well, where all indecency and immorality is entirely rejected from our household. That would be a true conversion. And if we were to do this collectively, we would see the world change. Neither would it be necessary that a great percentage of the population did this. If it was only a few, we would see the world change. As our Lord said of the leaven, it is but a small amount of leaven that you put in the dough. But that small percent changes everything. And so it is with us. The rosary, then. Pray the rosary. We might not deserve to approach our Lord Jesus Christ himself because of our sins, but if we have the Virgin Mary as our advocate, we will certainly be able to approach the merciful heart of our Lord. The rosary, because the promise that was given by God at the very dawn of humanity was that the woman shall crush the head of the serpent. It is in her hands that victory is given. It is in her hands that the destruction of heresy will occur. It is given to her to defeat and destroy the dragon, because she is the bearer of Christ. In vain would we try to enter through another door. This is the door, the one through which God comes to man, and man comes to God. But my friends, again, this is me speaking. Let her speak for herself. Let our Blessed Mother speak to us. She's here among us. What does she tell us? She said in Lourdes, Penance. Penance, penance, pray for sinners. And 60 years later, she herself tells us, I am the Lady of the Rosary. I have come to warn the faithful to amend their lives and to ask pardon for their sins. They must not offend our Lord anymore, for he is already too grievously offended by the sins of men. People must say the Rosary. Let them continue saying it every day words of our Blessed Mother. She also said, pray. Pray a great deal and make many sacrifices, for many souls go to hell because they have no one to make sacrifices and to pray for them. And she continues, continue to pray the rosary every day in order to obtain the end of war. She said to the children, I want you to come on the 13th day of the next month and to continue to pray the rosary every day in honor of Our Lady of the Rosary, in order to obtain peace for the world and the end of the war, for she alone can help. My friends, has the world changed? In that year, 1917, where Our Blessed Mother was uttering these words, the Russian Revolution was in its climax. And we see now, a hundred years later, the fruits of those things because we have not heeded to those words that she told us. These words that she repeats to us today before perhaps another great punishment comes upon us. Penance, penance, penance. Renew your lives. Change our lives. Let's finish with these words from our Blessed Mother. 
I can no longer uphold the arm of my divine son, which will strike the world. If people amend their lives, our Lord will even now save the world, but if they do not, punishment will come. People must renounce sin and not persist in it, as has been done until now. It is essential to repent greatly. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions of the church. My dear friends, these words are perhaps two ears that are used to the singing of the world. These words might seem a hard saying. But we should rather see them with love, as the loving warning of a mother that wishes to embrace her children and prevent them from harm. Why, if not this, would she tell us? It is love that summons us to come to her. My dear friends, will we not convert our lives? Is it not true that we will listen to our Blessed Mother? Who will carry out her requests if not us? who are in the true faith. Let us then remember today on the one side the justice of God and his just punishments which hang over our heads, and on the other hand the mercy he has shown us in giving us this gateway of salvation, in offering us this last hope. Let us choose mercy. Let us choose the Virgin Mary. Let us from now on do as she says. Pray the rosary, pray the rosary, pray the rosary, and amend our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.